Good morning. Hey. I um, thanks for letting me share this morning. Not that you knew I was sharing and had a choice, but <laughs> thanks anyway. Um, yeah, I'm excited to share this morning. I feel like, well, to be really transparent, I forgot I was speaking until Monday. Curtis reminded me, and my initial thought was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was feeling really tired that day, and I had... I'd committed to this a while ago and totally slipped my mind. Curtis is like, hey, you could like speak or you could do worship instead. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, both feel a bit hard right now. <laughs> and I just felt like God was saying, I was asking him which one actually. I'm like, okay, do I lean into worship this week or lean into speaking? And I felt like he said, I want to rescue you a little bit this week. And, um, yeah, I want you to share, not because you've got something amazing to share with others, but because I've got something amazing to share with you and I want to pull you out of a bit of a hole this week. So, um, yeah, thanks for letting me share just how God's spoken to me this week. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little tired and low energy today too. So I just my hope is that through some things I have to share that God can meet you where you are today and um, hopefully you can relate and uh, find something that's encouraging. So uh, this morning I want to share about a, I, I feel like this week I have really needed a reminder of who God is and um, that's come from being in a little bit of a block. So the last couple of weeks, you know, you all are around and kind of know what's been going on, but we had a massive summer and that was fun and crazy and long days and long hours and new things and um, we all gave a lot to that and that was a really fun and blessed time, but fun and blessed times can still be a lot and take a lot out of you and um, require a lot of you. And so we'd come from a summer into uh, starting the school year, so back into school camps and uh, some new staff on board that need some extra <coughs> love and support and training and new things we're trying out. So coming from a summer and then coming into starting the year, I have felt a little bit overwhelmed and tired and just trying to like survive a little bit. Can anyone relate to <laughs> me? Amen. Um, yeah, and so in in that time, I, I knew that I needed God. I really, really knew that. I'm like, I have not a lot to give and I really need God. But whenever I would go to spend time with him or go to um, reach for him, it just felt super hard and really like, block like there was just this wall or this block that felt like I know I need you but I just can't get to you right now and I don't know why um, and that's that's really hard when you know you need something but you can't get it and it's not um, God's fault but there was something in me that was blocking this like access and I didn't know what that was and that felt really hard for me and so hence the um Hence that word rescuing, where I felt like God wanted to really rescue me from a 
a block over the last couple of weeks where it's felt really hard to connect. Felt like this week he's swooped in to go, um, let me help you here, let me show you connection again and show you why and show you how and bring you back to me. And uh, for me, the block was how I was viewing God and uh, these things happen really subconsciously. Like when we make agreements or when we um, have ideas in our head of who God is, they can form really, really subtly. And I had realised this week, just in preparing for this, God had shown me that uh, I was carrying a lot of shame because I felt like I wasn't connecting enough with him. I felt disconnected with him and felt shameful about that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not being enough. God's obviously not, you know, blessing me with his presence because I'm not doing enough and blah, blah, blah. So I was carrying a lot of shame for myself because I could not get to a better place. And um, he had revealed to me this week that one of the one of the ways I was viewing him was that he was also ashamed of me and also disappointed in me. And so who willingly wants to run into the arms of someone who's disappointed in you or ashamed of you? Like, not me. So <laughs> it's, not, it's not the natural longing to run to somebody that is standing there with his finger pointed at you going, you're not doing enough or you're not... Um, you're not being enough for what's needed of you right now, whatever. And so, um, yeah, that was really releasing to me to hear that from God. Uh, even though it's not nice to acknowledge that they were the thoughts I had towards him, it's freeing when you can see the truth of your heart just un unveiled a little bit. Um, but this week I had a beautiful, I have a really, really good friend in Canada and uh, she, she's the one that's about to get married and I'm going over for her wedding this year, which is super exciting, trip to Canada. Um, she's a beautiful friend of mine. She knew I wasn't doing too well and uh, what we do sometimes is send each other videos because we're in other countries and, you know, I do this with people even in the country so you might know this of me but uh, because of time difference and everything we'll just, <laughs> we'll just send videos of each other just like an update on the day or this is what I'm facing or something exciting just as, you know, when we get a chance we'll watch our videos from each other and respond and it's a way to connect when we can't FaceTime super regularly. And Thea, this was on Monday actually, Thea had, uh, I was at work so I didn't watch them until later, but Thea had sent me three or four videos of um, prayer over me. She was just praying over me and uh, was reading scripture over me. And so I was in the car driving somewhere, listening to these videos, just playing through my car. And um, when she started reading the scripture over me, something in me just melted and I had felt like my heart, my heart was pretty hard and numb at this point. I'm not connected, I'm overwhelmed and I feel a little bit numb. And so when Thea was reading these uh, words of scripture over me, I just started bawling in the car and I hadn't cried for a while, like hear me, uh, crying is a pretty often occurrence for me. It's a way I, you know, connect and release and whatever. But 
it had been a while and I was in the car just listening to the scripture being read over me and something in my heart just softened and um, yeah there was just release in hearing just being reminded of who God was and it took someone uh, being obedient to God to let God work through them to remind me what the truth was because I had been stuck in not the truth and uh, my view of God had been altered really subconsciously and that's why I was feeling this block. Um, so Thea was reading Psalm 18 over me and one of the parts in Psalm 18 verse 30 was, uh, this is in the message version and it's really cool. It says this, What a God! His road stretches straight and smooth. Every God direction is road tested. Everyone who runs towards him makes it. And just that last line, everyone who runs towards him makes it, was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to make it. It was this one truth, this one line of truth of like, my truth was, my thoughts were, I'm, I can't do this. This is too much. I'm overwhelmed. I've forgotten who God is. And just this one simple line of everyone who runs towards him makes it and is going to make it. And I was like, oh, the simplicity of just the word of God, nothing else, no, you know, great encounter that was the encounter that was something for me that just really softened my heart because it was the truth and the truth of God is powerful it's not just words it's not just a a knowledge or intellectual thing but it is a powerful truth that is uh, on a soul level you know and so uh, for me it got me asking the question like who is God to me in the really hard times and in the good times does that change does my view and perspective of God change when things are really really hard and the truth is that it does um, that's not the way I want it to be but when things are hard I really 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 need God and when I let go of him my perception of him gets warped because the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy and he wants to steal the truth of who God really is and he wants to um, blind us from seeing the truth and from seeing uh, yeah the reality of who our God is. And so I really just wanted to, I was reading a lot of the Psalms this week in prep for this and so uh, my journey this week is I feel like God has just uh, I, I I'm not yet where I want to be I still feel like I'm you know finding finding ways to get the life of God back into my soul and I still feel a bit weary but I feel like I'm you know a step a step ahead of maybe where I was a week ago and I feel hopeful that um, this isn't where I have to stay but that God wants to sort of rescue me out of these hard places and so I would love to read a few psalms over you guys today and um, these to me really highlight the uh, the first psalm is uh, Psalm 104 which I'll read and that just really highlights the, um, like the grandeur and the majesty and holiness of God. 
Um, and then I'm going to read another one after that, which just highlights the softness and the security of his presence with us and his deep, deep knowledge and love of us. <coughs> so, <coughs> pardon me. So, uh, I'm just going to read. They're, they're, they're the Psalms, so they're a bit long. So, feel free to just really soak in this. I don't want this to just be words that I'm saying. But if you want to close your eyes, if you want to just um, listen to these words with the Lord and just let them sink into your heart because I feel like we all need a reminder of just who He is. What is the truth of who our God is that we love and that we serve? So Psalm 104, it says this. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. You are the one who covers yourself with light, as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a tent curtain, who lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on the wings of the wind, who makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his ministers. He established the earth on its foundations so that it will not be moved forever and ever. You covered it with deep, you covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters were standing above the mountains. At your rebuke, they fled. At the sound of your thunder, they hurried away. The mountains rose, the valleys sank down to the place which you established for them. You set a boundary for the waters that they may not cross over so that they will not return to cover the earth. You send springs into the valleys. Their waters flow among the mountains. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst there. Besides them, the birds of the heavens have their nests. They lift up their voices and sing amongst the branches. He waters the mountains and from his upper chambers, the earth is satisfied with the fruit of his works. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and all that the earth produces for for cultivation by man so that he may bring food from the earth and wine which makes the heart of man glad. Amen. So that, he <laughs> so that he may make his face glisten with oil. And bread to sustain and strengthen man's heart. Amen again. Bread and wine. The trees of the Lord fill. The trees of the Lord drink their fill. The cedars of Lebanon which he has planted. Where the birds make their nests. As for the stork, their fir trees are her house. The high mountains are for the wild goats. The rocks are a refuge for the Shepanim. He made the moon for the seasons. The sun knows the exact place of its setting. You, O Lord, make the darkness and it becomes night, in which prowls about every wild beast of the forest. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their food from God. When the sun arises, they withdraw and they lie down in their dens. 
man goes out to his work and remains at his labor until evening. O Lord, how many and varied are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. Your earth is full of your riches and your creatures. There is the sea, great and broad, in which are swarms without number, creatures both small and great. There the ships of the sea sail, and Leviathan, the sea monster, which you have formed to play there. They all wait for you to give them their food in its appointed season. You give it to them, they gather it up. You open your hands, they are filled and satisfied with good things. I'm just going to skip to the end here. As for me, I will rejoice and be glad in the Lord. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless and affectionately praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that speaks a lot about you know, creation and God's care over the world and over the works. But to me, that just really highlights how big, grand, glorious, holy and amazing our God is. And, um, yeah, really puts things into perspective for me of how big he is because when things are hard, I can, I can go a bit inward and make him feel small when I need to be reminded of how big God is. Um, one more psalm I want to read to you is Psalm 139. Lord, you have searched me thoroughly. You've searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. My entire life, everything I do. You understand my thought from afar. You scrutinize my path and my lying down. And you are intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken. Behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hand upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above me. I cannot reach it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shawl, the netherworld, the place of the dead, behold, you are there too. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the night will be the only light around me. Even the darkness is not dark to you and conceals nothing from you. But the night shines as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. For you are formed in my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being formed in secret and intrinsically and skillfully formed, 
In the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me, when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. How precious are your thoughts towards me, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would kill the wicked, O God! God away from me, therefore, men of bloodshed. For they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I'm going to stop that there. I love this one. It's just a beautiful reminder of... um, yeah, just how well he knows me and how intimately he knows me. And these are the things that I need to be reminded of because we forget. We forget who God is. We can get so caught up in circumstances and what's happening in our world and the really hard things that we're facing that God really cares about. He really, really deeply cares about us and those things that we're facing. But I know for me, a lot of the time I need to take my eyes off all those really hard things and just take a really good look at who God is and the truth of that and keep my eyes on him. Um, And so... I would love to together um, ask God something and I feel like when we take the time to do this it's so powerful but sometimes we just don't take the time to do this to just stop and ask and connect with him Um, especially when we're feeling busy or tired or those things. The truth is that God doesn't change, we change, and our life, the things that are happening in our life, um, our emotions, our hearts, all those things, they change, but God never changes, and so we need to remind ourselves the truth of who God really is. So this morning, I would love to um, together ask God a couple of questions. I'd love for you to ask God uh, either picture or words, however you, however he speaks to you, or whatever you like to, however you like to experience him. Uh, for a picture or words, one on maybe a way that you see him that isn't quite true, uh, a way that he wants to reveal how you see him. So for me, that this week it was that I felt like he was disappointed and ashamed in me, and that was the block for me this week. Um, and then the second one is asking him for some truth. So picture or words on what do you want to say to me today about who you actually are um, and show me a, a truthful picture to my heart today of who you are. So if we can just take maybe two, three minutes. It won't take super long this morning, but I just want to take some time right here, right now. I believe we can do this at any time. So... Um, yeah, Mas, if you want to maybe chuck a song on for just a couple minutes and yeah, take some time to hear some truth for you this morning of who God is.
I would encourage you, if you want to, just to spend a bit more time on this when you, f- when you find some time. But I would love to know. I would just love to hear anything that people felt like they heard or saw from, from God that was an encouragement to them because it's, it's an encouragement to all of us when we get to hear the ways that God speaks to us. Would anyone like to share what God said to them? Um, so, um, yeah, I've got to like put it all together again. <laughs> it's um, straight up. He said, "Like, don't look at, don't look so much of where you think you are, but look at me uh, and where we're going." And um, it took me back to looking at um, like coming towards the end of the year last year and you know, through Christmas and New Year's. You know, people start talking about what the new year might bring and, you know, New Year's resolutions and all that sort of stuff. And and, and it's like he was sort of saying yeah, to me, don't don't look at New Year's resolutions or, or, or think about that sort of thing. It's like nothing's changed, where we're going, the purpose, why we're here and and what he's doing. He's the same. It's like what you, you were saying. Um and um, it's not that we're looking for something new because because he isn't new, he isn't changing. We're, we're still... Um, we're still looking to follow him. Um, and, and, and what he's doing, and, it, and it's, it's kind of like... Um, wants us to look at what he's doing and where he's doing and where he's leading. Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but um, the pictures I was getting through worship and stuff um, was uh, like seeing the Holy Spirit come in, just like a just like a mist. You know, he rolls in the angels and everything that show up, and you know what's all around us and, and flowing through us. And it was like Jesus was walking up the middle of the aisle here at one stage and just walking around touching people and seeing pictures of people who just like come in alive. It's like he's just walking through, touching people and and seeing people light up, you know. Seeing your... I see the the faces lately. It's been about the faces and seeing the faces of people light up and it's like people looking like Jesus being like Jesus and it's like I think one of the Psalms there about um, remember the line um, where um, this is about clothing ourselves or or, or um, dressing ourselves like Jesus I think there's a few there's a couple of things in the Bible about that it was one of the Psalms there wasn't it um, and, and that's kind of what I was seeing uh, in, in people so many people you know and Curtis was up there talking all I could see was a bright light around you you know like you were just lit up and you know, we've been looking at Ben and seeing his face just shining. I know I'm sitting behind him, but you get the picture I get of the, the face is shining, you know, and it's all around. And I was looking at you earlier, Ali, you know, where you were all lit up as well, and you're sitting over there, and, and, and so many people in different ways. And it's just, um, he, he, he was seeing the hearts of people just kind of, it's like melting. 
sounds, you know, it's like a <laughs> like seeing hearts go gooey. It's kind of turning into a gooey mess, if almost. Do you know, it's, it's like it sounds a bit funny, but um, it's like um, when he when he moves, and we allow him to move and allow uh, or, or um, kind of position ourselves to receive him, and just seeing him move around and touching people and um, the gooey mess is a good thing. <laughs> A soft heart, yeah. I think that kind of wraps up what I saw. Yeah. Uh, when I first asked God how I was sort of perceiving Him at the moment. Um, that was incorrect, like my perception of him right now that had a falsehood about it. He just, he straight away, he said that I see him as a strict father. And um, one who doesn't really care about my prayers, which is pretty full on. And... Um, yeah, when I kind of delved into that, I could see that that's <laughs> the handsome tears are starting. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I just asked him to give me that, a correct picture of him. And he just said, you know how your heart is just so proud of Ali right now? He said, that's how I look at you and even more. He said, I just love you. I don't care what you're doing just love you and my heart is bursting with pride just because of who you are and I just felt like that uh, the picture of strictness just sort of got broken away and it was just a beautiful soft dad moment where he's just going I don't care what you do you can stuff up I just a bit like you Ali I think sometimes I feel like I have to be doing the right thing to deserve his love and he's just wiping it away. doesn't matter what I do. He just loves me. He adores me. He's proud of me. And then the whole prayer thing. I feel like I've been having a bit of a battle with the whole prayer thing lately. And I've been finding it hard to pray and really believe that God's going to do something about it. And, yeah, I just felt like he said that that's really opposed and he really does listen to my prayers and that uh, he wants to work with me through those prayers so yeah that was my mess <laughs> no I can um I think I find this really um, I really resonate with this today because I've also been finding it hard to pray for like the past couple weeks if I really think about it. Um, and yeah, like I think when I asked that first question, it was like, why do you think that, why do you think that the life that I have for you is not as exciting as the life that you would envision for yourself? And I don't know, because every time I feel like I'm going really 
Like every time I feel really connected with God, that is like the most exciting thing ever. And it's so just amazing and just, yeah, exciting. And then it's like when I'm disconnected, it's like obviously it's not as exciting. So it's like I don't know why I guess there's the temptation of – and I guess that's just life and it's like that. Um, There is this like – there are like feelings of being torn and between like God and the world and all these things. So, yeah, I think for me, I just, my, I think what I was, what I've been believing is that like, oh, like if, if I really go all in with this or like if I, yeah, why do I think that that's not going to be as exciting or as amazing, you know? Um, yeah which is a bit confronting, but, yeah. Mm. I mean, it just just goes to show that when we do this, we hear. Like, when we take the time and we stop, we hear him, we see him. And how powerful is a... How powerful are encounters with God that just take five minutes to just sit down and go, God, would you speak to me would you remind me or reveal yourself to me in some way it is just so powerful and I I think we can help each other with that like we need reminders in life of who God is and we need to encourage each other of the God in in us you know we need to point out those things and encourage each other in that and I want to be one that stops constantly and asks God for his heart for his thoughts for his vision for his um, ways and what he's doing in any particular day or moment or season because his his word and his truth is so powerful and we need reminding of that um I just love to share just to wrap up here and then we'll go into some groups maybe even one big group today kid <laughs> maybe one big group we'll see um so I wrote I wrote something in preparation for this it started off as a poem could have said things don't have to rhyme apparently for it to be a poem so I don't really know what this is I don't even think it's a poem at all but it's a <laughs> it's a piece of writing <laughs> So I would just love to share it with you. It's just it's just short. Um, just about this topic, it was something I wrote as I was just typing out thoughts in preparation for this. So uh, sorry, lots of reading today, but I hope you can I hope you can find something in this that's relatable. Who is God to you? Is God how we see him? If God is how we see him, then he must change all the time. But we know that is not true. We are the ones that change. Our hearts, our thoughts, our experiences, our pain, our emotions, our highs and our lows. We are inconsistent. We are incapable of being steadfast without him. So who is God on our best days and who is God on our worst Is he seated on the throne? Does he sit on a cloud in heaven far, far away? Does he sit beside you, snuggled in close on your comfiest chair? Is he your closest companion 
or is he your greatest judge? Who is God to you and how do you see him? If only we saw God for who he truly is, holy, gentle, safe, wise, righteous, affectionate, funny, tender-hearted, compassionate, creative, teacher, saviour, friend, the only one that satisfies and the one we can always run to. He's our problem solver, our story writer, our provider and our life partner. This is who he is all of the time. Life isn't without trial and we know that joy and hardship can coexist in the same way the greatest love can meet us in our greatest pain. Amidst the roller coaster of highs and lows, the truth is that God is the only constant in our life. People and seasons come and go, but deep communion with the Lord never has to be temporary or savoured for the good days. In our darkest times and on our brightest days, he is not any more or any less glad to be with us. We can run into his open arms any day of the week. This is our God. May we have eyes to see him for who he truly is. So that's my poem. So, uh, yeah, that's all from me. I've, I've got some questions that we can talk through together, but hopefully this has just sparked some encouragement or curiosity for you on the way that you see God and... Um, yeah, can be encouraged today with some truth of who he is. So, yeah, uh, I've got some questions. Could we maybe put them on the screen? Would that help during our, just to glance at them if you need, but... <laughs>